What happens when you find yourself on the leadership farm team? Are, are you on the leadership farm team? Maybe you're on the leadership farm team and you didn't even know you were on the leadership farm team because you didn't know there was such a thing as a leadership farm team. Let me ask you this question in another way. If you're a leader, have you figured out how to utilize the leadership farm team in the development of your upcoming leaders? Now, this is a sports analogy about a sport that I'm not greatly familiar with, but I think if you follow my analogy, even if you're not into sports, you might see yourself somewhere in this puzzle. Perhaps. Welcome to Leading Leaders Podcast. Five-minute videos, five days a week. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. It dawned on me the other day that there's a, a process for grooming up leaders that I think everybody knows there's a process and everybody knows regardless where you are in leadership. And, and it may be an age thing. It may be a position thing. It may be a, a title thing that it's really hard to step into a role as a leader, especially as a new leader. Now, let me, let me distinguish new leader from young leader because they're different. A new leader might be new on the block, new to the team, new to the company, new to the process. Might be they've never led before. They've never been asked to lead a team in a certain direction or to, to control, to manage, to oversee a group of people. New to leadership can be challenging. But then there's also the young leader, the young leader who, in life in general, they might have the education. Maybe they just came out of college with, a, with their first undergrad degree, or maybe they've got their first graduate degree, or maybe they've even got a postgraduate degree, but they're still under 30 years old, and, and their kids are still, you know, not even in middle school yet. And, and so their, their look at life is new. Now, I know that's hard to, to grasp when you're in your 30s because I know most of us think we've got it all figured out by the time we're 17 or 18 years old. I know my teenagers all thought they were the smartest humans on earth. I also know that by the time I got out of the military, I was beginning to realize at 25, 26, there were some things that I thought I knew that I was wrong about and some things that I realized I didn't even know yet that I needed to know. And then by the time I reached my 30s, I realized... I don't even know what I'm supposed to know. And by the time I was 40, I realized there's a lot of things I didn't know, I didn't know, which is the beginning of learning. So now I'm in my 50s and I realize even more now there are things that I, I didn't know I was supposed to know them, didn't know that I didn't know them, didn't know that I should know them, and now I'm trying to figure out what it is that I need to know. And I think that's truly where education begins because a lot of that comes from the experience within you. Now, do you have the book smarts to lead? Sure you do. Do you understand the business and the process and the systems and the principles? Sure you do. And can you be trained on the tasks and the skills of the job? Well, of course you can. But none of those make you a leader. I'm sorry. That's just the truth. None of those make you the leader. Being the expert at the subject matter doesn't make you the leader. Having the highest level of degrees in the career field does not make you a leader. Being the most experienced person at the task at hand does not make you the leader. The job title, the assignment, the responsibilities, the fact that you can get fired if they screw it up, 
that still doesn't make you a leader. Frustrating, I know. One of the challenges we find in leadership is developing people in a situation where they're safe to fail, allowed to make the mistakes of, of trying to exert themselves as a leader and then hopefully not doing a lot of damage to the team around them or the systems or the processes or the overall productivity, but also realizing you're gonna try that and it may or may not work. And that's okay because trying it is where you learn. Trying it is where you, you cut your chops, so to speak. You know, the, the farm league in baseball, uh, football doesn't really have anything like it other than college. And that it's not exactly the same. It's similar. You get to see somebody show off. You get to see somebody with their skills. But there are plenty of people who made it to the highest levels of the pros in the NFL who now are not playing a position that they ever played in middle school, high school, or even college. Even some of the D1 guys who were recruited in a certain position moved to the NFL and they're asked to play something entirely different. I mean, like, I was a quarterback, now I'm a wide receiver, kind of different. And what we see in that is that the coaches who are responsible for developing them have found in them that they have the work discipline, they have the work ethic, they're willing to show up and put in the hours, they get to the gym, they do their conditioning, they read the playbook, they understand what's going on, they know every role they're responsible for, and then some. And they have the natural skills, gifts, size, speed, strength, agility, foresight to play the game at a high level. All of those are good, but the tasks that they're assigned to may be different now than they've ever been in their life. Now, if you took everything I just said and ask yourself, is that true of my manager? That their greatest skills, their greatest assets, their greatest gifts, their greatest physical abilities, mental abilities, emotional connecting abilities, all of those things are transferable. What they learned in middle school, high school, and college, the task set is completely different, but the person they've become, the character they've become, the who that they are, those are transferable from one position to another. See, the challenge is we often find leadership development teams who feel like the leader they've placed fits in the box of the job title. And whatever the job description is, you've got to be a master at that job description. And Unfortunately, and we see this all the time, people get promoted from a sales rep who's a phenomenal sales rep to sales manager because they can take every box of a great salesperson and they suck at leading people. That's just the way it is. Unfortunately, it's a very common problem. And the leadership farm team is really about how do you move somebody into a place where they can have some responsibility and it may be completely out of their wheelhouse of previous experience. It may be a job task, a set of skills they've never had to do before. But what you're really looking for in that farm team is, do they have the ability to connect with people? Will people follow them and do what we've asked them to do? Will people listen to their advice? Can they connect and influence the direction of the team? because that's really the important part of leadership. Unfortunately, in a world where most people cannot distinguish leadership from management, a new supervisory title, a new leadership title, a new management title doesn't imply influence. And it also doesn't install influence. 
And that's a challenge. If you're on a leadership farm team, whether you've noticed that prior to this conversation or not, maybe you find yourself in a place where you're thinking, I have the job title, I have the responsibilities, I get in trouble when these other people don't do what I tell them to do, but they won't do what I tell them to do. In fact, they don't even recognize that I'm supposed to be the one telling them what to do. They don't see that, that I now am being held accountable for their behavior. Now's a great time to go back to what skill sets caused you to be promoted to that leadership team to begin with. And remember, it may be that you had the work ethic, you had the discipline, you had the natural skill, you had the willingness to show up and do it every single day, even when the work was horrible. And that's what got you promoted from middle school to high school to college to the professional level. And now at the professional level, the skill sets that you've used, the job task that you've used in the past to get yourself promoted forward is not as relevant as the character of who you are, the influence of who you are. Yeah, you may be given that promotion to the leadership role, but what you're being tested on right now has less to do with your job function and more to do with your human function. How do you, as a leader, connect? How do you build that emotional resonance? How do you build that trust? What do you do to increase the level of influence that you have in people's lives? You're on the farm team. That's great. You're one step closer to the pros. You're one step closer to being moved up from the minor league baseball team to the major league baseball team and having a great opportunity to lead. But right now, it's not about ROIs or RBIs. Right now, it may be more about are you the kind of character? Let me give you one really quick example. Yesterday, as I watched the Bills and the Chiefs play, there was a scene near the end of the game where the, the, the tensions were getting really high, really high. In fact, there was a play that got so bad, the quarterback of one team threw the football in the face of one of the guys who just tackled him. The resulting melee stopped the entire game for probably five to ten minutes as the refs had to huddle and go, oh my gosh, what are we going to do about this? Because that started this, led to that, led to this, caused that, then this, then that. And as they huddled in the middle of the field trying to figure it out, the commentators were trying to figure it out, they called in the big guys, the, the former refs with all the knowledge and said, how would you handle this? And the melee just continued to bubble. And a very young 25-year-old quarterback or so is seen on the sideline as his team is kind of getting all frothed up. They're about to charge the field and get involved in the melee. And he comes out and he said, don't do that. We don't need the penalty. We don't need the trouble. There's nothing good to come of this. Stay calm. Kind of reminded me of Roadhouse when he said, just be nice. Well, what if they be nice? But what about be nice? Whatever happens, just be nice. And that young quarterback was able to get the majority of his team back on the sideline and stop the further melee. Now, the end result was that basically the ref said, this guy's a joke, and that guy's a joke, and you're a joke, and you're a joke, and we're just going to do it all over again. And they wiped out all the penalties. They said, they're all offsetting. We're going to start this over again. And that's what happens when leadership fails because <laughs> everybody kind of lost control and reacted the way they wanted to. The top-level skill sets, being the best 
in the world, potentially, at the game that they play, and they still lost their cool and acted like joiks. What are you going to do? But in our leadership world, in everyday life, and leading your family, leading your team, or running a business, you're going to find yourself some days going, you're a joik, and you're a joik, and you're a joik, and what are we going to do? You're going to start all over again. And at that moment, it's not about your skill set. It's not about your talents. It's not about your past experience as much as it's about your character. And you're going to have to lead in a place that nobody's led before, in a way, perhaps, that nobody's led before. But that's why you're on the farm team. While the risk is low, the coverage is high, the opportunities to expand and grow are priceless. Take them. Take them while you have them. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.